Hi, and welcome to the Green with Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pet Wellness Month here on the Green with Tiffany podcast. Um, this is an honor and celebration of my little my little chihuahua, Lilliput. I am your host, Tiffany Page. And today we have on Dr. Lily Chen of Integrative Pet Wellness. Hi, Dr. Lily. Hello. <laughs> she received her doctor of veterinary medicine uh, from UC Davis. And before that, got her bachelor's from UCLA in biology and then took her internship to do emergency. That's always got to be a challenging emergency and, and specialty animal hospital uh, time doing your internship and then worked in general practice for many years. And then you moved into uh, continue your education, which I'm so curious to know what, what kind of prompted that to do um, a veterinary, get a certification in veterinary acupuncturist, as well as then continuing on from those amazing results that I could see, because you could see how that worked. And then you went on to do veterinary food therapy and veterinary Chinese herbal therapy. And so it really brings together the conventional with the integrative and Eastern and Western. And so you kind of have the the knowledge of the best of both worlds. So thank you for being here, Dr. Lily. Welcome. Ours, thank you for having me. Well, why did you become a vet in the first place? I always like to ask that question. <laughs> this is, um, I think it's actually very typical in veterinary medicine. A lot of us that enter the profession will say like, oh, we've always loved the animals, right? Um, my parents will tell you that ever since I was probably three years old, I started praying like, stray puppies home or stray kittens and just take such a love with like all the animals and it was never like a moment where like oh I know that I want to work with animals which is like so natural that I always knew that my path would take me to work with animals and it probably was I don't know I think I was like six or seven years old or that I said in my, my own living room, like, hey, one day I want to have a hospital that doesn't feel like a pet hospital. I want it to feel like a home where animals can come in and they're not stressed out. They're like coming into my home. And that's what I want to do. So it's sort of been a lifetime calling, I feel like. Wow. I didn't know that part. And that part's really special because for you to know that at such a young age, and I'm going to try not to get misty on this one, but Dr. Lily was the the last veterinarian to help treat Lily. So that was like my last kind of hurrah with her. So um, it's very emotional and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to you and, and the compassion and the love that you have for animals and, and for the practice that you built based on your dream so long ago. It's very special. I will just jump right to that because what I loved is that these offices are, they're scary. They're dark. You know, there's no windows. Uh, you, you you go in and you, you leave your dog somewhere. If you even get to go in, because this was all during COVID for me as well. And sometimes you're just handing your dog off to, uh, when I took her to a cancer specialist, I didn't even know this person. I just handed her off. So to come to this open, airy 
office um, in Palos Verdes uh, where there's like lots of light coming through the windows and uh, essential oils and this calming music playing. I don't know who it's more for you, you're you and your team, the pet parents or the pets. It, it works for everybody because it was just so it was so relaxing and and gave you a sense of it's like an uplifting feeling. And you really felt good about because I'd had to leave Lily for the day and it just made me feel good. So yeah. I, uh, I love that you were able to bring that, that dream to fruition. That's so important. But before that you had a mobile practice for a little while. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. So what made you leave your kind of general practice and move into a more holistic space with it all? So no, I was in general practice for a long while, a good 13, 14 years, 14 years. Part of it is the, I started seeing a shift in the healing modalities. I started getting really interested in practicing holistic medicine and started trying to incorporate that into my general primary practitioner kind of setting. I just found that some pets due to the environment, they just get stressed out coming to the hospital, right? Like there's a reception area and there are lots of pets waiting and they are in the exam room and sometimes they have to be brought to like the treatment room. And I, I stress is such, um, it's such a trigger, right? Um, and a lot of times when I'm trying to heal a pet, it was very difficult to try to practice that while they're stressed. So I started offering being able to do home visits for some of these pets that really just get so stressed at the hospital and actually was prompted by some of my like very regular long-term clients. So before I started bringing my mobile practice to the world, it was just kind of offered to people that have asked for it, that I would go to their house and do this. And um, we both see like both sides, we just see such a profound difference. Like I'm much more relaxed, not having to worry about like, all the patients are in the hospital for me and the pets relax, the pet parents relax. And we have that time and space to just focus on this one pet at a time. So I started doing mobile work like more officially. <laughs> I want to say 2018. Yeah, 2018. And that's when my eyes kind of got opened up to what this could be, like just focused on one patient at a time. And I really love that modality of being able to care for pets in the environment where they're not stressed and me being able to focus on one patient. So great. So Lily had, I don't know if all dogs do, but she kind of, she was, you know, not a threat and not, she can't run away really. So she kind of had her, her run of the, of the office a little bit, became their, yes. their little mascot in there. For sure. Everyone loved her. I know. So, yeah. so great. So I, I, it felt really good. She was always so good when I picked her up. In fact, she would be better when I came to pick her up there than by the, when I got her home. I don't know. She just really, something happened to her there. So, and that's what a huge testament that is because she just really thrived at your office. It was very much like a spa, if you will. So I would imagine then moving from, you know, mobile, I don't know if you were able, were you able to do some of the same modalities that way that you could, you know, that, that you couldn't do there that you can do now? Yeah. So part of this journey of because for a while I was working in a conventional hospital and then doing all holistic on the mobile practice because there's some limitation of being 
mobile, right? Mm-hmm. But as the mobile side kind of expanded and took off, like people are asking, like, "Hey, can you run lab or can you do treatments? Can you clean up this wound? Can you take a look at this?" And the, 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 my ability to do those things are really limited on the house call. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like why I started with a small office and just kind of see like, hey, and then it kind of like expanded from there. I mean, I wouldn't be able to care for Lily the way we did without, you know, having the full, you know, office being there to support because um, now we can offer a lot of specialized services that I wouldn't be able to do on a mobile basis. Yeah. And so um, some of Lily's treatment, so Lily has um, had a mammary tumor that unfortunately opened. And uh, when I found Dr. Lily and her team, we were very far along. In fact, the person I saw before, because I was in such a desperate place was something that I wasn't really a believer in, but I really didn't know what else to do, which was an oncologist for for um, dogs. And she to be honest, she made it worse. <laughs> I know that's terrible, but her treatment made just, it, it, it made the situation worse and it made it worse. So I, uh, when I found um, integrative pet wellness, I was just so thrilled to have a different conversation of what could, what could be possible, what could be done. And so some of the treatments that you offer, I just wanted to maybe kind of go over a little bit of them. So she was getting an ozone therapy. So for people who don't know what that is, do you have a little like snippet of how yeah so yeah the broad overview because we can talk about ozone for a long time (laughs) but i would probably the easiest way to think about ozone therapy is it's a way to increase oxygenation of the for the body to take in a little bit more oxygen and utilize that for healing processes so i think that's probably the easiest way to think about this you increase the tissues oxygenation ability so it can heal itself better so typically mutated cells can't really live in an oxygenated world. Is that true? Or it helps to... No, they do need, I mean, uh, mutated tissue do need nutrients and oxygen and everything to, you know, survive and grow and expand. They just don't respond to the normal um, kind of process that our body gives. So it grows at an abnormal rate. It does things, you know, completely randomly and it kind of takes over normal tissue. So it hinders basically what the normal tissue is supposed to function. So because it grows so quickly, takes over normal tissue, then they can destroy the normal functions of the cells and that will eventually get the body to a point where it can't function anymore with that many abnormal cells taking over. So another important job that the ozone therapy sometimes can do is that it can help to slow down the process. It can help like kill infections like virus, um, bacteria, fungal organisms. And it can, you know, I, I think that this is a part with holistic medicine where there's so much more research that needs to be done, but we do believe that it has anti-cancer activities. Mm-hmm. And then she was also doing an IV vitamin C therapy, which I, ironically, so was I <laughs> oh, for COVID, which was kind of funny. So yeah. And so she was, she was taking that as well. And that helped. And that's something that is being brought to pets now as well, which I think is huge and important. 
Yeah, a lot of these therapies, like most of the veterinary therapy are going to be derived from the human side, right? Like so high dose IV vitamin C therapy is being used in people to treat cancer specifically. So, you know, we just have to part of that journey is figuring out the right dose for pets and figuring out like how to deliver it safely and then monitoring for their progress. Yeah, IV vitamin C is a very good therapy, both for maintenance and for um, cancer issues. Do you have, I know you, d- you develop very specific programs per, you know, for, per pet, because obviously everybody's different and size of the dog and what the ailment is or disease is. Do you find that there's a therapy that you find more universal? I am a huge believer nowadays more than ever in microbiome therapy. I think that we need to all pay a lot more intent, um, attention mm-hmm. to happening in the gut. And this is something that I will talk about with every patient, almost every time that, you know, they come in or they become a new patient. Like it's almost mandatory in my practice that everybody has to have a microbiome test because that tells you so much about what's going on with the body, with the immune system and how much the body can deal with stressors and mutations and everything. Everything kind of goes back to the gut and the balance and the microbiome. We we did do one for Lily as well. And, you know, she, she was pretty imbalanced. So part of that is I, I wish, you know, that we had done all of those with pets when they're younger, because I, I am a huge believer that can prevent a lot of issues down the road. Sometimes, you know, if disease has already surfaced and progressed, then correcting the microbiome maybe a little bit too late to be able to reverse it. But um, just being able to balance our microbiome when they're healthy will do a lot of prevention of diseases and issues later on. That is so important. And that is not a topic in conversation that I've heard regarding pets. You hear it a lot more now with, with people, with humans. So that is pretty important. And really before Lily, before my Lily came to Dr. Lily, uh, which I also loved when I found her, her name was Dr. Lily, uh, is that um, she'd had multiple rounds of antibiotics because this tumor opened and she had an infection. And oh my goodness, we worked very hard with that. And we did get it under control. Thank you, Dr. Chen, with that. But with that, she had multiple rounds before even coming to, to you. And so so we won't even know when the the imbalance started. It could have been way before that or from these rounds that were not specific. They were kind of like a general antibiotic. So so that's really good. So that's something that you can, you know, start as a preventative. And, you know, especially kind of one of the things we speak a lot about as I've been talking about this kind of holistic care is it's not always a quick response. You know, it's not a one and done. And I know a lot of people are always looking for that that quick fix. And so- to do preventative is always going to be, I think, in my experience, a little bit easier than treating. I mean, depending on what it is, sometimes treatment's easier. So there is um, a great integrative oncologist. Um, and I recently read on her page um, where it says the best cure for cancer is prevention. And that really resonated with me. And I, I, I think by the time, so unfortunately in pets, by the time we catch cancer, it's pretty late because they don't tell us when they have early symptoms. They might have like a tummy upset or a little pain here, a little dizziness, like a little nausea, but they're eating, drinking, acting normal. 
So I think we often miss the very early symptoms and cancer usually, not all cancers, but it usually manifests as a lump. By the time that lump happens, those microcells have been there a while. So the body, the body really tries to do a good job in trying to catch these things and maybe killing cancer cells early. And that's what we want is for that process to be really efficient. And that comes back, that comes back to why I believe so much in the microbiome, because 70 to 80% of our immune functions in the immune system actually reside in like the gut. So if we get a gut healthy, we can get an immune system really healthy. And that becomes the surveillance for any mutated cells and hopefully actually killing those cells early. So I can't talk about microbiome enough. I just wish <laughs> every and part of what you're saying, I don't know, you know, with Lily at what point or what did her biome look like, but I do I do test really early now. Sometimes I get like puppies or one-year-olds and I test their biome and it's it's off. Biome is also hereditary. So we the the babies will get their first biome from the mother pet. So if the mother pet's biome was not good it's going to get passed to like the puppies or the kittens and, you know, and sometimes we miss that. So it, it, oh, the work starts maybe now with this generation. So hopefully the next generation will be good, but there, there's so much work to be there. When then would you look to testing for microbiome in a pet as a preventative? How early? I test, like right now I test at about one year old only because I, even if we test early and it's off, I don't know if I necessarily would institute therapy when they're that young. That part that I am still kind of developing protocols and seeing how they respond. Maybe it's worthwhile testing a little bit earlier as well. Just see. One but right now I'm testing early. at one. Yeah, right now yeah. I'm testing at one. Because that would definitely give enough time that they're Mm -hmm. to balance it out right i think at one year old if we detect an imbalance that gives us enough time to still address it get it balanced and then follow it up and just make sure um that it's good and balanced for the long term now how long have you been in this this space now about a year and a half if i could have only found you sooner so now that you're there and you're do you find people are looking for this this kind of care, which is a balance between Western and Eastern and an integrative um, way to do things? Is it, is it, because I feel, you know, before, if I would mention doing acupuncture on your dog, people would be like, what? And now it, it's a conversation that seems acceptable and, and normal. I'm giving air quotes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm just wondering if now, if if, you know, like your, your vision when so long ago to have this type of setting for your practice, you know, is this the new modern way of doing things moving forward? And then how you practice, is that the new modern way? Is that what people are seeking out now first versus last? Um, I think I get all different types. Like before, when I first started, I feel like I'm getting more pets that are last resort, like we've run out of options. There are no more options, and but I'm not ready to give up. I am willing to explore. I think in the beginning, I had a lot more of those pets. Mm. Nowadays, it seems much more balanced in getting 
puppies and kittens and young pets without issues that want to be preventive and be like, we want to talk about diet and vitamins and supplements. We want to do everything possible to prevent issues later on. So I'm really, really happy to see that shift because while my heart is helping to heal, you know, and provide options, it's also really, really good to be able to get the pets in that. I know we can start the work, so hopefully we won't have issues. So uh, right now I'm seeing a balance. I don't think it's leaning more heavily one way or any other. So now that you have this and you're setting up and you're expanding, what is the best part about all of this? The best part is I continue to get to explore new things, different things, and things that are not routinely available. So in the beginning of starting this, I think my path has always been that I want to create a healing space and I want to kind of create it in a way that makes sense for that particular pet or pet family. So it's not like, hey, like sometimes in my, in a more conventional way, when I care for pets, it's like, hey, here's a kidney disease. And like, if you go to the textbook, be like, this is what you should feed and this is what you should give and this is what, right? Like it's, it's very standardized, but I find like everyone's different, right? Every pet is different. Like we wouldn't feed or care for a chihuahua the same way we would do a Great Dane. So I wanted to create that kind of customized way to care for pets. And what's really cool being a practice owner now is that I get to make this all into a reality. I get to explore all the different kinds of like um, therapies that are, we, we like to kind of look at things that are not, I guess, conventionally available. Um, because I think there are so many hospitals already, like great hospitals are offering really wonderful care already. So for me, it's about, doing things that are a little bit different. Like we kind of nickname ourselves the unicorns. And I think we attract like unicorn clients too. people that are looking for something that are more customized, more unique, more different. And that's kind of where we are is with the expanded space to be able to dive into therapies, those therapies a little bit further and having the space to do that. So it's really looking at ways to complement what it's already out there in the conventional medicine where it's not widely available. Yeah. I love your tagline, the heart-centered veterinary um, care with the unicorn spirit. And that's, that's really what you are. And, and, and you have put together such a great team. So uh, another person that helped with Lily was Dr. Gabby. They were, they were a little pair. She loved Dr. Gabby. It was so cute. And she doesn't love a lot of people. So let me tell you. <laughs> And she was with her, you know, every day for a while uh, with both of you, but, you know, spending the time doing the ozone and things. And so how do you, how did you attract such a, a wonderful team to be part of your, you know, your practice? It's amazing. They're all so wonderful. It's, it's so amazing. I can't, I, I, I think it's a part of me, I believe in like your, um, the intention you put out in the world and your vibrations and what you attract, Right. Because all my team members, I, I've never ran like an advertisement or like something like just be, and somehow like I, they find me or we cross paths and it just seemed like it's the right people. Like we find each other. Um, Dr. Gabby 
we met um, previously in another office. She was volunteering at that hospital. And when I moved on, she asked for my contact and she's like, I really want to stay in touch with you. And then she texted me and she's like, hey, can I come and just shadow and help you out? And from there, like everything just clicked, like her beliefs, my beliefs and the way like she pushed me like a lot of times to do modalities that I probably may not have ventured if I'm by myself, but having another doctor on board and being able to bounce off ideas and talks and cases like that is amazing. And all my team members, like I feel so fortunate like they came into my life because all of them have such big heart and so experienced. And they, most of the time they come because some of them were clients to begin with. And um, one was a sister of a client. The other was a friend of a client. <laughs> That's amazing. Are, yeah, they, I, I think they we just crossed paths and because oh, this was the right thing for everyone. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a powerful team and they're just such compassionate women. And, you know, although my outcome was not what I'd hoped, but Lily lived an amazing life. I mean- she almost turned 17. Amazing. So it's not like, you know, it was cut short. We, we did great. It's just, you know, but I, and she had great quality of life. Like, you know, I, I felt like she always has such spirit and you can see that, you know, she really just had such a good, like she has that spirit, right? Like she's just like, I am going to enjoy my life. Like she did not care. She had this cancer growing. Right. Like she just, you guys went to the beach and enjoyed life. And I don't know. And I, I think that's all we ever want for our pets. It's not that we have to cure every single disease we cannot, but we can make them really comfortable. So they're not painful. We can make it so that they can enjoy life. And that's, that's all we want. Yes. And she was very spirited and I couldn't have found honestly, it was, you know, it was obviously it's very hard for any pet parent to go through, but I couldn't have found a better place to have had her come to and work with. I, I can't even imagine because I'd, I've actually spoken to and talked to lots of vets over the last few years and to have her with you is really special. So I, I thank you for all that you and your team did for her and, and helping her to prolong her life that I got her for a little longer. So that was really great. Very special. So what's next? What are you getting? Like anything new that's coming as you're expanding? Are you getting any new kind of modalities in or anything you're dabbling in that you want to share? There are a couple, a couple of projects we're working on. I mean, right now, the, the biggest thing we've rolled out recently, which is more conventional, but we did start offering dental cleaning services because that is the one thing that I get asked like from the very beginning um, I didn't I didn't really was I wasn't really going to offer in the beginning because everybody all the vet hospitals do dental cleaning so I feel like you know that's it got it taken care of um, but I think what got me started was there, there are pets that are you know older or they have issues and where they are not good anesthetic candidates but they have really bad teeth. And that is the important part of health. Like imagine if your teeth just hurt, like you don't you want to eat or there's like so much bacteria build up. And I, I, I hated that they didn't have any other options, right? Like they, yeah. 
couldn't have their teeth clean if their health is not good. And then it just, that, that was the piece that got me. I was like, you know, we got to find, because that's what we do. So we find options <laughs> for all these pets that are being turned away because they cannot have anesthetic dental cleaning. It's like, no, we got to find a way so that they feel better. So part of it was, it's a combination of like, um, incorporating ozone into dental cleaning so we can treat the gums and the infections and the diseases and developing a protocol where they can be just mildly sleepy, but they don't have to go under anesthesia. And then we can try. You know, it's never like one go that we can clean up all the teeth all at once. So we break it up into like tiny bite sizes. So the pets are not stressed and we can try to do a good job in getting the teeth clean. From there, we look into like, okay, like we can do these cleanings, but again, prevention, like how do we do it so they don't get to the place where they need this, you know, so much like dental care, like we've got to get in front of this. So part of it also is developing protocols where like, hey, adult healthy pets that can't undergo anesthesia, let's have them come in and get their teeth all cleaned up and then developing a protocol where we can do maintenance or teach them how to do it. So hopefully they don't need another anesthesia cleaning again. So that's kind of the big project I'm working on. It's like how to be really preventive with dental care um, instead of like putting them under every year to do anesthetic dental cleaning. So that's that's been a project that we've been working on. And we're incorporating a lot of like ozone into that because there's a lot of like gum issues that happens with dental issues. That's a big one. That's great. That's yeah, exciting, actually. Sorry. Yeah. So that's going well. I want, I eventually, my dream right now, hopefully by next year, I'm hoping to bring on like hyperbaric oxygen. Ah, I was hoping we were going to talk about that. Yeah. That's uh, that's, is there something that's made specifically for pets size wise, you know? So maybe, maybe let's give a little background of what that is because humans can use it too. Yeah, I I would have to be very kind of superficial with it because honestly, I have to dive into it myself. But of course, my understanding of hyperbaric oxygen is that in the concentrated oxygen environment, again, it's about like delivering more oxygen into the tissue so you can speed up the healing process. Amazing. So they, uh, at one of my doctor's offices for humans, I went to and they have that and people come in and and get in. And I actually went in one at, uh, I went to the Bulletproof conference and they had them on display and you could go in. And I was, you know, I'd entertain asking if I could bring my dog. I don't know if she would sit inside with me, maybe with me, she would. Um, but I didn't know if they were going to allow me to do it. And I didn't ask, but I thought it would be a nice, a nice treatment for her to get a little extra oxygen for sure. Yeah, that would be very cool. It'd be funny if you they they made like a little. I'm putting my hands up like a little because Lily was only six and a half pounds, so to have a little like like mini sized chamber, a little oxygen funny. chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they make it in all different sizes. So I um that that's my kind of like big future project that I want to do. I'm also want to look more specifically into essential oil and. Um, aromatherapy and essential oil therapy because I think there's so much there to be tapped still like I I also think it doesn't get enough credit right essential oils I think if used correctly um, and therapeutically it can be a really powerful agent in the adjunct to a lot of other things that you do so that's the thing about this this integrative care is like you can use multiple 
mm-hmm. multiple modalities together, essential oils, frankincense I was using on Lily when she would let me touch her, giving her little massages with it. But yeah, there's 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 so much out there that has been around for so long. And, and now to put these together to really create a, a program to heal pets and, and to prevent any kind of disease is um, such a big deal. And I'm so happy that you, that you followed your, your dreams with this. You're saying like my next dream, it's like this dream, you just got this underway. I mean, it's amazing. And, and like with, and during COVID as well. I mean, that's no easy task. Yeah, that's, it sort of happened. I, I, I guess everything happened for a reason. And I think during COVID, it was also a good opportunity because people were much more, I think because this is happening in the world where we've never seen it and we're just adapting. And at that time, it was, you know, I was adopting like a little bit of virtual care, right? Like whenever I meet a new client, I would always do a telehealth, like a telemedicine call first. I think that was much more generally accepted because during COVID, everybody is just doing Zoom meetings. So it was like, oh yeah, of course, you know. And so um, so some parts were made easier because of COVID and actually being able to find a location for the office was a little bit easier because of, you know, retail wasn't. Right. So pros and cons, isn't that interesting <laughs> how that worked out? Yeah, it yeah. was all meant to be. You know, when I first went looking and I'm just going to put this out there for people because I was Googling holistic vet care or holistic veterinary care, or however, but I use the word holistic and not, not enough came up with that. And I didn't use the word functional or integrative. Mm-hmm. And when a friend of mine mentioned to use it, that's when you came up. And then I thought, oh my gosh, you know, if she didn't mention that, would I have not, I didn't think of using that word. And so I think that's important. And I think that some types of this care, I believe to be held back a little. I believe it's being censored a little. So it's not that easy to find when you try to find different modalities or information on it. So if you are looking for what's termed to be alternative you know, care, I would look for these other keywords besides holistic. Definitely try integrative, try functional medicine and those type of things to see who comes up, whether it's for, you know, people or for pets, because that's how I found you. And I was so grateful what I did, but it wasn't until this year that I found you. So. Yeah. The word holistic is so, it's so interesting. I actually, in the beginning of my journey, looked up the word holistic and what it means. And actually holistic covers everything like conventional medicine is holistic because holistic just means you're taking care of the body as a whole but it may mean like you need conventional medicine and you need other things too but i to me everyone at some point is practicing some holistic medicine if you're taking care of your body you're being holistic so i think nowadays we think of holistic only in sense of like oh like these less well-known modalities or alternative modalities, but really holistic to me means that you're taking care of the body as a whole, whether you're doing. Then maybe they should change the spelling. Maybe it should be like W-H-O, like holistic. (laughs) So how did did you come up with, I mean, how did you get the name Integrative Pet Wellness? That's amazing. I'm shocked. (laughs) I came up with it so fast because what happens is that I was looking for a small office space and this space came along and I instantly fell in love with it and they needed me to you know sign a lease and like and then 
at that point, because when I was running my mobile practice, I wasn't incorporated. It was a sole mm-hmm. practitioner or a solo proprietor. But at, at that point, like if I'm going to start a business like this, I'm like, well, no, I should incorporate it and start a company. And so all the paperwork just needed to be filed and move really fast. So what name do I want? Wow. <laughs> So, because my my mobile when I was doing house calls, it was just under my name, just Doctor Lily Chen Veterinary Care, and that was easy. But this is this I knew it was going to be more than me, so I was not going to call it Doctor Lily Chen because I feel like it takes team, it takes everybody, so it's not me and want to just use that name for the next clinic and. Integrative was something that came to mind immediately, so I knew I wanted it there. I wanted it. What I what I knew I didn't want is I didn't want it to be like da 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 animal hospital or da 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 pet hospital, right? Like I wanted to take the hospital word out of it. Yes, that's for sure. So I I wanted to be a wellness center because that's what I want to do is creating like a wellness space. So. So that part was easy. I was like, okay, I want integrative something and I want a wellness center. I don't want the word hospital in it. And then it just was like integrated bed, integrated pet. I was like, oh, I kind of like integrated pet. Kind of. Yeah. How works. that came to be. It works perfectly. It was, I mean, really, I feel like it was all meant to be for you, how this kind of came about. So and meant to be that I found you. So I'm very appreciative. And I really just wanted to share your practice with people and thank you um, and what you do and your team and they are the most genuine loving animal loving kind compassionate i mean it's not i mean not that everybody comes to you with an, an ailing dog but <laughs> you know when you do it's i you know the the pet parent almost needs more help than than the pet right the pet most of the time doesn't really even know what's happening so and that's not always easy to do and not everybody's good at it and not everybody wants to do that. So I found many vets that are, you know, in the past that I've been to were practicing in a different way and, and it can be stressful. I'm sure the job has its stressful times, but to come to this, this sort of little oasis with you and your team was just a very special experience for me. And I, I just wanted mm-hmm. people to know that something like that out there exists because I don't think that everybody knows that you could come into this space and have and it's all beautiful with like lavender and, you know, nice, nice scent throughout. And then you're treating the pets on the mats, like on these like thick little or not little, but thick mats. And it's just, to me, it's just a total modern way to be doing things. And the way I, I just would foresee it all to move, hopefully. Other dream is that want to inspire, <laughs> yeah. you know, other practices. I mean, not to say, I, I just feel like, there is this is a time where we can revamp right i think covid gave us a reset like because when that happened the whole veterinary community we had to move to curbside right so that the pet parents are separated from their pets during the exams and the treatment and i think that actually in reality it was tough on both sides right but that's when i really found like being a house call situation help with trust and care and healing and I think that's the kind of direction I would like to see all of us to be able to move on like there's something you said earlier 
the way and, and what I've learned over the years is that caring for pets, it's as much about caring for the people as it is for the pets. And it, it takes all sides, meaning that I created a space to take care of the pet parents because you are doing most of the work healing this pet. Like we are helping, but we, I, I think of our job as like we provide the guidance, but all the healings happens really at home. So a lot of times we want to support the pet parents and like just understanding what's going on with their pet, the things that we can do, the things you can do and help you get into that good headspace, again, quality of life and enjoying you know, all the moments with the pets and then also healing the other side, which is us, like the veterinarians, the caretakers, the veterinary technicians, because there is on the other side, like there's been a lot of burnout in our profession because we are also not very good at taking care of ourselves. So it's also creating that space where we're not always stressed and rushed and, and there's trust because most of the time when there's breakdown or there is more stressful moments happening usually it's due to miscommunication or maybe lack of trust so it's really important to me from the beginning to create the kind of office where we can be with the people and that's just as much important just as much important just as important (laughs) as caring for the pet like that part to me is is kind of my heart and getting to know the people as well as the pets, because that's just part of the healing journey. I love that. And that's so important because if I were to mention one of my previous veterinarians, I mean, he'd barely give me, I, I, I'd get one word answers. He'd grunt at me. <laughs> it was kind of, I mean, the man was very skilled, but not a very good people person and very hard to get answers out of. So, you know, to have the dichotomy of that to someone like you with this open heart is, um, I, I, whereas you found your team that found you, like, I feel so grateful that I found you as well. So it let me get through this much easier and knowing that I did absolutely everything I could. And now knowing that we're, if I, if I do choose to get a, a, Another little fur baby. I have everything all set up and now I know where to come. So that's very important to me. And to do preventive, that really has been such a a big learning experience for me as well, because, you know, your pet's good, 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 good until they're not good. But if I, if I could have been doing something in the preventive way between her first surgery and where we ended up with it, she might not have needed the second surgery, but I didn't know because I was told that she was good, but I could have been maybe doing supplements or doing things, you know, like a vitamin C therapy to make sure that things were intact and suppressed and healed. So I wish for you that you know that you did everything you could, you did the best you can. And, you know, hindsight is so easy to look back and be like, she could have done this, should have done this, but she lived a very good life, a very long life. So we did everything. I appreciate that. I thank you. Yes, she she did. Um, so I want to share. That's why I wanted to share the people that I met along the way who really made a difference and who can make a difference in your pet's life for the people that are listening. Um, this is Integrative Pet Wellness and it's, I think, integrativepet.com. Integrative Pet. Yeah. So I'll put that all in the, in the notes that you can see. And this is Dr. Lily Chen, and she also has Dr. Gabby and some other 
wonderful technicians. Anyway, I'm just, I'm so grateful to have met you. And I, I thank you for being here and spending your time. I'm sure you're super busy and I'll have to come by and visit. I actually miss coming because I was coming every single day for a while. And so I have, you know, I was seeing the, the ladies every day and now I haven't seen you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. Last time, the most adorable cupcakes with lilies. <laughs> yeah. I brought some uh, little lily cup, little lily cupcakes for them as a, as a little thank you. And it was, it, it would, uh, so July would have been her 17th birthday. And, um, so this is an honor of Lily to share her, her experience with other people so that they know that there are other options out there besides, um, these very people move to the chemotherapy and radiation, and maybe that would work for you. I don't know how well that works for an older dog, um, and how much life you get out of that. But if you could, you know, if you get that far, if you can do preventive, great. And if you get that far, if you can try some other treatments, that's what I would highly recommend. Yeah, I think everyone, you know, I, I, I really think for me, it's an individual conversation. I think that there's definitely, I think everybody has the things that, that speaks to them that's right for them. It's, I, I probably would say, like, I encourage, I actually encourage my practice, encourage people to get as many second opinions as possible. And we just come back and we talk about it. We see what makes sense. I, I can support a pet through chemotherapy and radiation. We just like try to lessen any side effects. We support them and we work together. And if that doesn't seem like the right direction we want to move to for any reasons that, you know, individual, then we come up with a plan that's right for you. Like me, that's like, it's so... That's kind of what I'm learning as well, is that... Yeah, it's all individual. You know, everyone has their own idea, but whatever it is, you can support it with, you know, something more natural that could help um, heal even quicker. Which is yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Dr. Lily Chan is here, Integrative Pet Wellness. And I thank you so much for what you do and your love of the animals. And we're so grateful for you. Oh, thank you so much. So this is our pet wellness month. And thanks for listening to Green with Tiffany. I hope you will share this because the good that's out there being done in the world for pets is um, incredible. And I really want people to see that there is a different way to take care of your little fur baby. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwithtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.